to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the RunRx Podcast. Uh, Valerie and I are here, and we're going to talk about something we've mentioned before, but we had um, somebody uh, posted a question or actually sent in a question about the idea of a two-hour marathon, and this is the mental side of running. So we talked in that um, podcast, and we'll link back to it in the show notes, about why you don't want to run more than two hours, whatever your pace is. And how it or don't need to don't need to right that it wrecks yourself so let's talk about that mentality that that um why talk to me about how do i get past that if i'm scared valerie i'm i'm gonna run a six hour marathon i'm a 10 hour i'm a 10 minute miler how do i how do i run two hours and still get over that mindset set hump of my friends that are running 18 miles my um you know, my plan, everybody says this, and then how am I going to run 26.2? Right. And, <laughs> um, well, so first of all, and, and also realize that we, we are really, and Carol and I say this a lot, the majority of runners that come to us, first of all, they're injured, mm-hmm. right? So already the running is not pain-free yet. So that's our first step with everybody is running pain-free. <clears throat> and to be fair, in the last 40 years of recreational running, and we're going to use the U.S. because that's the biggest data we have. 85% of runners are injured. Yeah. And that number has not budged. With all of the shoes, with all of the surfaces, with whatever you want, the technology has not reduced the injuries. And I'm not just talking about regular runners. I'm talking about recreational to elite. Our elite runners are just as broken mm-hmm. as our recreational runners. And and. If you go back and see why did that, what did, what happened to make people think that mileage was the answer? Like what records have been broken simply due to mileage, right? If you go back and look at history, uh, really in the United States, history goes with Nike in our country. So Bill Bowerman, who was the head of Nike, he actually in the beginning, uh, in the beginning, New Zealand was winning the marathon. This was like in the 60s or 70s. He actually went to New Zealand to meet with Arthur Lydiard, who was the coach back then of these guys in New Zealand, that won the marathon that year. Today, who do you know from New Zealand winning a marathon? Yeah, nobody. Nobody. Okay. And that doesn't put nothing against New yeah. Zealand, by the way. So what happened is here he goes over there, and the guy says, well, these two guys that won, they were running about 100 miles a week. He comes back to the States. He's like, we all need to run 100 miles a week. Well, That's the answer. Yeah. So, by the way, people are still trying to run this 100 miles a week. Yeah. And how many people are actually successful with it? Almost none. Yeah. Like, you cannot name right now these amazing marathoners that are all running 100 miles a week and not breaking. Yeah. You know, and it's true. And then then you go and break that down a little bit. When you watch or when if you read, like, let's go with the current champ, Kipachki. I hope I'm saying that right. Ilya Kipachki. Kipachki. He just ran a 204. He's already broken the two-hour marathon. 204 was now his race that he did just two days ago, um, not for his A race, guys. He did this because he wanted to be in marathon shape. They put this marathon together for him. So 204, marathon, not in marathon shape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to understand that 
his level of skill is in 10, is, is, is elite. When he trains, does he go out for two-hour runs trying to run a marathon in two hours? Absolutely not. Right. And to be fair, most of his training runs, if you go through his training schedule, he does a morning run and then he does an evening run. He might run for two hours total that day. Right. In between those runs, he's getting a massage. He's eating like he's yeah. supposed to. His team is taking care of him. And what you guys have to realize is these runners, they're running a lot at a higher fall angle, higher speed. So when they go out for a two-hour run, they may hit 20 miles in that two hours. Right. But they are really sticking to that time. And the reason is physiology shows us through studies that past that two-hour mark, the body actually starts to break down. So physiologically, there's no more gains past that two hours. So what we have found with our runners that are not going to break two hours in the marathon, they want to break two hours in the half marathon. Right. Most runners I know are very happy to be, I'm not putting down pace, they're really happy to break a two-hour half marathon. Right. And we are happy for them to do that. So if they're breaking a two-hour half marathon, their full marathon, you're right, is somewhere between four to five hours. Right. So when you're asking someone that, number one, probably has family, full-time job, responsibilities in life, everything about that, to run these two-hour runs, what we're asking from you guys is to give your body enough um, stimulus or enough running to build a foundation. So during the week, you're still running, right? You, you've got your runs that we also prescribe to you. And on the weekend, just imagine if every weekend you keep saying to your body, you're going to have to go out and run three hours, four hours. How do you recover from that? Yeah. If past the two hours I'm breaking down, but I'm like, my training plan says I've got to run 18. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. What are you actually doing? Yeah. You're suffering. Your mind is suffering. Your body is suffering. Your heart is suffering. Your bones are suffering. Your joints, your ligaments, everything is suffering. And then it's got to be recovered. Well, are you willing to spend the next two to three weeks recovering? from that three hour run, right. you see what I mean? So letting go of the mindset of the of the volume, it's a, you know, we talk yeah. about this a lot, but to recognize this guys, that if you really take yourself through our training, we're, and again, don't get stuck on thinking, I'm just gonna have you run two hours one time and that's it. Right. That's not what right. we're talking about. We're talking about uh, repeating to being able to run 10 miles, 12 miles, a half marathon, up to two hours, and you're testing that and repeating that. The reality is a marathon, guys, is an extension of a 10K Yeah. physiologically. It's not double a half marathon. So when you start to look at your movement and your training and the effects it's having on your physiology, you're definitely like, most people say to me, whew, thank you. I don't want to go run four hours this right. weekend. And again, we're not just testing your time. We're testing what happened during your run. Yeah. Were you well, able to maintain the form? And I'm thinking you're te there's two things that I'm, that I'm hearing here that I've thought about a lot is one, you're testing, you're, you're allowing me to, to live my life, right? And not get wrecked and not get injured. So I can leave everything on the race day, right? Let, if you're going to wreck yes. yourself, wreck yourself on race day. Don't wreck yourself before race day, right? right you're because then you have three weeks, right. three weeks but to you're run. But you preparing for the performance. But then when I'm going out and I say, let's say I do a two-hour run on Saturday, and then I want to do a one-hour run on Tuesday, because we're now going to be able to, I'm not wrecked, I'm going to be able to uh, actually recover. Right. 
and and do do a one hour on Tuesday and then I can do some speed work on Wednesday and then I can do another one hour on Thursday and then do a two hour on Friday right so right and at the end of the week maybe <laughs> I've done 50 miles but it's the time so now you can start preparing your mental side because I can tell you guys you've run 12 13 marathons I've run four and I can tell you that it's it's not about the the putting one foot in front of the other it is guys it is a hundred percent mental and i've run it with other people i've run i've run a half and then gone back and ran the last six with three or four other people on on multiple runs it's the mental side of oh my god i've got i just ran my two hours and i've got two hours left to run or there's a woman ahead of me that um i, I love watching the women that that either run walk or oh it always gets my heart when i see um a veteran with like an amputee and he's killing it and he ain't stopping he's just keeps going right and you think to yourself and i'm gonna stop and walk through the water you know what i mean so you 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 get yourself into this mental workup where if i if as your monster month as they like to call it if your monster month was just repeating every so often that two hours and you really worked on your mentality while you're running that could be huge i mean that's really but also the... and, and and to be fair if you know how to run just remember that most people break down in a marathon not because of their cardiovascular right go to mile 18 to 20 and watch the runners i promise you they're not bent over <sighs> Yeah. They're trying to stretch their calf or they're trying to like get the pain out of their hip or I mean I've seen people like try to walk backwards. I've seen people like tape ice on their calf. I've seen things in marathons yeah. because they want to finish. However, if I don't know how to run, then really I'm starting out at zero, if you right. will. So when I start to break down and I have nothing but, you know, my hope to get to the finish line your will and your perseverance right, because, right. <laughs> and by the way in my world i feel like once you've signed up for that marathon you've already made that choice yeah. you will finish yeah. i mean you know barring anything crazy but most of us will finish we'll gut it out because yeah. we're those people anyway mm -hmm. like we already signed up we're kind of nutty so just think of the difference in what we're also teaching and people forget about this in the moment be present yeah. in the moment. I'm not thinking, or you shouldn't be thinking, I'm only running two hours, or I've got two hours to run. You're not running. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm. where's my fall point? Yeah. Am I pulling my foot? Right. So then during the run, if something's not right, you have a way to correct. Find a line to run on. Pull your right foot for a little bit. You're starting to feel something. You know, I mean, I'm telling you, it's like once you start running by running, the time isn't the issue. Right because you're running and then you feel like okay i'm off let me correct like you said we're building those new grooves yeah so you're not going to go back to that old uh mindset or that old pattern that was causing you to need to stop moving you see what i mean yeah totally. so then if you like let's say though guys if you're in your training and say valerie's like okay today's a two-hour day and you come back and you're like man after about a, uh, uh after about an hour my right leg started to cramp and then we talk about, well, what did you do? And then we can also go deeper. How was your sleep? How was your recovery? Yeah, what were you what eating? Were you eating? Yeah, yeah. Right, all of these things factor in, guys, but first we wanna make sure, can you run an hour pain-free? Can you run two hours pain-free? When you finish your run, 
if you literally felt like I could not take one more step after that two hour run, we've got to talk about that. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, when you line up for the marathon, your mindset's already in a different place. Right. And by the way, like just kind of a funny little thing, uh, a friend of mine who's a marathoner runs marathon, 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 took three kids to Disney, her three kids to Disney world. And after about four hours, her feet were hurting, her <laughs> hips were hurting and they were not done. Her, her kids were like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> we, like, we just got started. And so she was laughing. Like I should have made a tra- I should have had you make me a training plan for how to walk up and down Disney world for eight hours. That is so true. You know, I, just on the, just on that same token there, guys, <laughs> I, I ran four marathons and two marathons in, I, I, I mean, I'd already run two marathons. I was not the weight I am. I was 150 pounds. I was doing Krav Maga and running, you know, average 20 to 25 miles a day, right? I was pretty driven. Uh, A week, I'm sorry, (laughs) not a day. You're right. It was like five miles a a day, but pretty much every day doing strength training. I was in shape and I went to the Grand Canyon and we just walked the South Rim just one day. We went one one side of the South Rim and then back. My calves were on (laughs) fire. My husband was laughing at me. He goes, I thought you were a marathoner. So it's, it is, it's a difference of, of what you're doing, how you're doing it. And is it also mindset that's also? Of course, but I'm laughing that we would never think I need a train to go to Disney. Or to go to the Grand Canyon and walk the rim. Well, I mean, right. (laughs) But but of course your body actually would like some training, but were you able to do it? Yeah. Absolutely. Was she able to make it through Disney? You bet. You see what I mean? But we were laughing at the, the point is like when you run the marathon, guys, what's not holding you back, I promise you, honestly, it's not the car. It's not that when you're running and people say, if I had just maybe run a few more miles. Absolutely not. And just so you know, like I had to buy into because I went through all of it. I went through the, the Galloway method and the Hal Higdon in the beginning, all of those, the, oh, the marathon uh, legends that like kind of helped mm-hmm. the recreational runner turn to marathon. Right. And it was fascinating back then. You know, Jeff Galloway was the first person to say it's okay to walk. Right. Right. They used to say, if you walk, you're not running the marathon. Yeah. So, I mean, we would try to run our water stops because yeah. we didn't want to be those people that were walking. Right. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Like, yeah, they, that they, was a meant. That, that was, was the information. And that was there. just like, I, I'm talking about, I started marathoning in 2010. So I was told that. Right. And that so, if, and, I, and that if I walked through marathon, the water stops, I right. was. My first marathon was 2000. I trained for ni- 1999 and it was January. So we had just yeah. gone from 99 to 2000. So that's 21 years ago. And literally we were like, we can't stop or we won't have run the marathon. Right. Okay. Just so you know. And the funny part is in my very first marathon, I hadn't done any training. I mean, I had run 10K and a friend of mine's like, you got to try a marathon. All right, I'll try a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) And so your mind will get you there. Your body will get you there. Let's get you there having fun, you know, and whether it's racing. And by the way, to be fair, now I don't only train, you know, we train everybody. I had a guy go through my marathon training plan. At the same year, by the way, two people go through my same exact marathon training plan at their own ability. One guy ran 301. She was very excited. I was nervous because I know he wanted to break three, but it was his first time to try to break three. So 301 he was happy with, and yes, he has broken the three. And the other person ran a 430 and was just as happy. Yeah. On the same exact plan, 301, 430. Did they run the same pace? No. No. Did they run the same training times? Yes. In his two hours, did he run a lot more miles? Yeah, you bet. 
Does he need to run more than two hours? No. Neither does my person that wants to run a 430. Yeah. Why should I expect them to go out and tear themselves down? When, by the way, not only did she run a 430, she has since come back, has run a 415, and is now working her way to sub four. Wow. Because first, mentally, she had to believe she could. Yeah. First, yeah. she had to believe she could run a marathon. You see, yeah. the guy running the 301, he didn't have any doubt I could run. He's simply going for time. You yeah. see the difference? Both training the same. And that's what we want to get across to you guys is that the fun of running is really in the running. Yeah. And then just like Caroline said, you run two hours Saturday or Sunday, then you want to get up and go run again. You can. Yeah. So let's end it on that, that idea that you, you, you put it, first you have to believe, because that's the other thing, guys, if you are looking to run a marathon or a half marathon and you've never run it before, you first have to believe that you can. Right. Okay. So when i was trying to train for my first one and again i was training with um team and training mm -hmm. awesome group uh but they did bike time so i had to go out for three hours and i had gone up my hour and a half and was about to it was turning back and i just remembered so i was in phoenix arizona and i'd gone out my hour and a half and i had been doing run walking and i was at seven miles after an hour and a half not even seven miles. It wound up being that I calculated it out at that turnaround that I was going to run a six and a half hour marathon if I if I did this. And I can tell you, I sobbed the entire hour and a half back to my car and I was miserable. And that was months before I actually had to run it. I wound up switching to the half marathon because I was traveling at the time. There's just a bunch of emotional stuff. But my point is, is that you have to be mentally prepared to put your body through a challenge. It's not, you're not gonna kill yourself. I know my friend that at the time when I did that, she was not a marathoner. She has since become a marathoner, but she kept texting me and going, you know, the first marathoner died. Right. You know, that's, people will tell you that. The first marathoner died. Yes, I get that. But the point is you have to mentally prepare yourself for the fact that you have now challenged yourself and your first goal I'm going to say this and I'm going to get flack for it, but your first goal in your first marathon should just be to finish, period. Finish, please finish. Second marathon, then you can say, now I want to finish for a time or I want to finish it without being injured or whatever. But um, Well, we want you to not be injured. Yeah, we want you to not be injured. <laughs> but the idea is to finish because that's what you you'd signed up to finish. Right. And also, like, don't take away from the race day. You know, yeah. a lot of people want to go out and run the race before the race. And then, well, then the race is kind of, you know. Then it becomes anti-climate. We call it um, marathoners malaise. Yeah. People get depressed after the marathon because they expected, I'm going to, this was like when I turned 40. I'd make this joke. When I turned 40, I thought I was going to wake up and suddenly look like this supermodel, right? Who I thought was Rue Lelenska. She was actually uh, Kelly, some, some other... 80s model right. right so i thought i'd have red hair right <laughs> i've got green eyes and blonde hair it's actually kind of mousy blonde but i thought i was going to suddenly wake up at 40 and be a red-headed uh bub you know big boobed supermodel <laughs> i can guarantee you i did not wake up that way and it was very disappointing so people think they're going to go through this marathon and it's going to be some weird uh, euphoric feeling yeah. and when it's not you feel really let down so the challenge or the fun is in the training is getting you there and and just to close it out i think you put it best when you're when you're running the two hours if you can't run after the two hours or like you said your calf starts hurting you start looking at what you ate what are you doing your marathon should then be totally about 
When do I get my water? When do I take my goo? You start looking at just the technique, the technical other sides of running that distance. Right. And also, I mean, and go back to running, like we're teaching you how to run. So when something's not feeling right, you have a way to correct. Yeah. And that's number one for me. It's like most people, again, we talk about this all the time. They get through it. I've just got to get to the next mile marker. I've just got to get to this. I've just got to get to that. How are you getting there? Yeah. The fun for us is that we're actually right now, we're falling, we're pulling our foot. We've got a job to do. And when you start running like that, first of all, most of us are pretty task oriented. Um, it starts to become, wow, this is feeling really good. How do I keep enjoying this good feeling? Well, I keep tra- I keep falling and I keep pulling. And that's the simplicity of that, I promise you is what makes you want to continue the running it or is. finish the race. It really is that simple, guys. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 